Hello, this is Astro Chris from Koto Queen Astrology, and today's video is going to be on the first new moon of 2021. If you're new to my channel, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell. I post weekly astrology videos and spiritual development information for the astro enthusiast. So the Capricorn new moon is happening on January 12th, 2021 around 9 p.m. And if you are outside Pacific Standard Time, then the new moon is probably happening on the 13th of January. So let's get to it. This new moon is extremely potent, very powerful. We have the moon at 23 degrees in Capricorn and the sun at 23 degrees in Capricorn. And they're one degree away from Pluto. So Pluto is a big player in this new moon. We also have Saturn in Aquarius, Jupiter in Aquarius, Mercury in Aquarius, and they are making some aspects to Mars in Taurus and Uranus in Taurus. So they're the big players here. We have a very active sky. So let's go back to the sun and the moon. So on a lunation cycle, the sun and the moon join on a monthly basis so every month we have a new moon and that's when the moon gets uh, so close to the sun that it's in shadow we call this the dark moon this brings new beginnings as it's a new lunar cycle so it's important during this time that we move the energy by letting go of things that no longer serve us now the energy of capricorn is very industrious and during the time that we have the new moon in the sign of capricorn this is a time that we can focus on career because of the zodiac sign of capricorn being the career ruler capricorn energy typically rules the 10th house and for everyone's chart capricorn is going to be ruling a different area of your life however those themes are going to play out in that in that area of your life and we can set intentions towards releasing things that no longer serve us old structures that no longer serve us and also career advancements achievements learning new management skills and also setting intentions on developing a new way of handling security. Find out what makes you feel secure. How can you um, set patterns and habits that are going to foster long-term goals. As Capricorn also rules the older ages because of its maturity. So this is the retirement ages. And we want to make sure that we have a good trajectory set out so when it is time to retire we have met those goals it's also great energy to work on the self embracing the growth that we're making the stage of life that we're in and developing skills around that embracing your journey the moon and the sun um, in Hellenistic astrology do not favor the sign of Capricorn however Capricorn does have good 
qualities all the signs have their good and their bad and the good quality of capricorn is being able to see what is serious what is commitment what is goal setting and having the strength and the perseverance to get there now let's tap into the archetype of pluto so pluto has been in capricorn for several years now and he has been a big player in the latest astrology especially in 2020 he made a lot of conjunctions to saturn which was the ruler of capricorn and um, the first conjunction that happened between them two was at the 23rd degree and now the moon and the sun are reactivating this point so we did have repeat 23rd degree energy last year and it looks like it's happening again right now and the energy that pluto brings in is of transformation the energy that capricorn brings in is of restructuring and now saturn has moved to his other sign that he rules which is Aquarius and Aquarius is the stage or the archetype after Capricorn which fosters more of achievements as a community and a whole. So Saturn has both the archetype of thriving for the self, thriving for self-interest and your own achievements but once he reaches the level of maturity where he has achieved his own goals he continues to develop the self to be selfless to have no center to be interconnected to others and continue to help others and continue to help consciousness this is why the age of aquarius is a awaken of consciousness era because we are reaching a higher level of awareness so last year when saturn was in capricorn it was working along with pluto and jupiter to restructure the self and restructure old infrastructure in government and old companies and authoritative companies that are no longer serving us and serving the new age that is upon us saturn now moved into aquarius which is more centered on scientific advancements so even though this 23rd degree is being activated along with the moon the sun and pluto the ruler of capricorn now is in the sign of aquarius which has a different mindset now he is no longer interest interested in achieving goals for the self achieving goals to restructure uh, old entities this is more the restructuring has been done the process is happening now let's take it to the next level let's raise the consciousness let's change things let's facilitate things for other people make things um, more easier to access and also with the um, consciousness of respecting the earth so there's rich mythology around saturn and also uranus who is the current ruler of aquarius and uh, uranus is actually the father of saturn and uranus was um, incorporating creating life along with gaia mother earth so 
he is divine consciousness this is consciousness at its best where um, life was given to earth by him mating so i'm not gonna get into the mythology of uranus and gaia and saturn but there is some rough patches they do have some um things to work on and we see here that saturn is making a square to mars and uranus in the sign of taurus so again the signature of having these structures revamped recreated remade but it's not going to be for the benefit of the government or old structures it's actually going to be for the benefit of the community because aquarius is the opposite zodiac sign of leo and leo is the king leo is the royal individual that leads his people but aquarius is the people that is being led by leo so when uranus is highly activated and saturn highly activated we see like a stroke of genius now the energy of a square is tension that means there's work to be done that means means that there's going to be resistance but this is associated with mars mars is force mars is the ruler of the aspect square and mars forces us to take action mars rules willpower mars rules entrepreneurship innovation and he is fond of pioneering new horizons so with the aspects that are being activated now we do see some tension we do see a lot of nervous energy in the ethers within the people but it's what we do with the energy now we do have venus helping out because venus is also in the sign of capricorn and venus in the sign of capricorn is more of a go-getter this is a venus that thrives in the competitive industry of uh, companies corporate companies and government companies or government government agencies venus does quite well in the sign of capricorn venus is a friend to saturn so her transit through the capricorn and aquarius signs are pretty okay for venus and venus here is actually supporting because she is making an aspect of a trine to Mars and Uranus. So she's kind of anchoring this nervous energy, this energy of wanting to rebel, change things up because of a sudden download or urge to pioneer new things. Because when Mars and Uranus get together, this is the revolutionary aspect. This is the anarchist. So we do have to be careful with this energy. We do have to make sure we're channeling it correctly and that we're respectful of the society. And Venus and Mars are the cosmic lovers. So we do have Venus here supporting and assisting Mars so even though Mars is out there and he's feeling fired up and feeling jolted with electric genius Venus is anchoring him down sending love sending care and also involved with the moon and the sun and Pluto now when Venus gets closer to Pluto which is going to be happening later on this month she is going 
through her own personal transformation. But just with the signature of this new moon, she's part of this uh, configuration. So she is starting her transformation here. And every time she conjuncts with Pluto, she gets to transform the self. So it is a good time to work on things um, that are stuck inside of us that no longer serve us. So it has that theme of the new moon. But Venus being so close to Pluto, we need to purge. Pluto likes to purge, likes to go deep and cleanse and you know, excrete things because it does rule the colon and the sexual organs in the body. And these are the eliminating organs that we have in the body. So the bowels, things like that. Um, so we do need to cleanse things that no longer serve us so we can move the stagnant energy. Now, um, Mercury here is in the sign of Aquarius, and this is our communication. And Mercury being in the sign of Aquarius is considered to be exalted to some astrologers. So ancient astrology appoints Mercury's exaltation to Virgo. However, modern astrologers believe Mercury is exalted in the sign of Aquarius. I really feel that it works both ways. Mercury does absolutely great in the sign of Aquarius. At this point, he has separated from a square, which is also a um, energy that pushes us to communicate our, our beliefs and outside the box thinking there's some sort of tension. Maybe it's not well accepted, but Uranus and Mercury squaring does push people to have, again, a little bit more of that nervous energy, but wanting to communicate how they feel, the epiphanies they get, the downloads they get, the stroke of geniuses they get. And we do need to tailor this information and tone it down so it won't be out of control and disrespectful because we do have Mars right there kind of being a little bit forceful and pushing his beliefs more on to others. So there's some challenges here. This is actually one of the most challenging of the year and the other lunations are more softer, but you know, we still have we still have some work to do. Um, now, the rulers of the nodes right here are Mercury and Jupiter, and they're conjunct. So they are actually influencing things a lot here because we do have Mercury and Jupiter both together. Now, they're going to spend some time together because of the fact that Mercury will go retrograde in the sign of Aquarius. So they are going to be together longer than in other zodiac signs. And then after that, uh, Mercury moves out of Aquarius and Jupiter remains in the sign of Aquarius until he kind of tips out a little bit to Pisces that are on in mid-year. But having the rulers of the directional nodes together is actually a very auspicious aspect. So in Gemini astrology, when we have um, the rulers, Mercury and Jupiter and Saturn together, this is a aspect of uh, blessings. It actually brings good blessings and good energy. And the reason being because both of all these planets rule two zodiac signs. That means there is a lot of houses being activated and Saturn is in a house that it rules. Saturn is considered to be exalted in 
um, the sign of Libra, but also considered to be in favor or his favorite zodiac sign is Aquarius. And Libra and Aquarius share one thing, their air signs, their social signs. And in order for this to be auspicious, the ruler of that zodiac sign needs to be in the zodiac sign. And the other planets have to be under their command. Now, Saturn gets along with Mercury. Saturn doesn't get along that much with Jupiter, but Jupiter is a friend to all. So we see the houses that are ruled by Saturn, which is Capricorn and Aquarius. The houses that are ruled by Jupiter, which is Pisces and Sagittarius. And the houses that are ruled by Mercury, which is Virgo and Gemini activated here and they're going to be activated for three months mercury's also visible so he's far enough away from the sun to be visible in the sky and this is very auspicious as well because of the fact that mercury is not visible most of the time because he's so close to the sun so the sun's rays eclipse him and you can't see him and when mercury is visible a lot of things in regard to intelligence, travel, uh, information, sales, merchandising, commerce, they change. Everything changes because Mercury now is able to shine bright and everything that Mercury rules starts seeing a great boost. And we see here he is in a sign that he loves. The ruler of the sign is transiting at the same time, so giving support. And his enemy Jupiter is actually being controlled by Saturn, which is his friend because Jupiter and Mercury are not their enemies. <laughs> um they still get along. Like I said, Jupiter is a friend to all, but Jupiter's mentality is more of the guru and Mercury's mentality is more of the student. So they do have different personalities, but they rule a lot of like the rulerships overlap. They both rule travel. They both rule knowledge and wisdom, but at different levels. So they kind of get on each other, you know, they step on each other's toes because of that. But because we do have that support from Saturn, you're able to manifest a lot of things in those areas of life. And if we think about it, that's literally like half of the chart, right? We have um, Capricorn, Aquarius, that's two. And then we have Pisces and Sagittarius, that's four. And then we have Gemini and Virgo, that's six. So a lot of areas of life are going to see fruition and developments. You want to check what these areas are. And uh, for me, um, it, it looks like it's quite, <laughs> it's quite beneficial. I am a Leo rising. So check to see all these areas and how they're going to be impacting you. So let's get into the zodiac signs. And when it comes to predictions, you always want to check your ascendant, your sun and your moon. Your ascendant rules your life path. That's the beginning of your path and journey. But your moon is your emotions and your sun is your deepest soul's desire. So sometimes you're going to feel more the energy of the sun playing out depending on how it's activating your chart or the moon. And the ascendant is going to be the one that most of the time resonates the most. So you want to mix them all up. So you want to listen to all your big three to get a better comprehensive 
uh, energy reading of what's happening with this new moon. Now, the energy of this new moon is happening for the Aries Ascendant that's happening in the 10th house of career and advancement. So setting new intentions around your career, around achievements and advancements. Maybe you want to get a new job. Maybe you're looking to change careers or attain a promotion or recognition for a different position. This is a great time to set those intentions if you are a Aries rising and to a lesser extent the sun or the moon. Now if you are a so if you are a Taurus rising, this energy now shifts to the ninth house. So if you are a Taurus sun, moon, or rising, we're going to feel this Capricorn new moon in the ninth house of gathering wisdom, of gathering knowledge, of teaching, of traveling, of beliefs, and values so you're gonna see a new beginning in that area for you you're gonna see new developments on what you believe in and what you want to expand your wisdom on or even just set travel plans this is a very nice harmonious aspect as it's going to aspect your ascendant at one point or your sun or moon now for gemini the new moon is happening in your 8th house of resources, the cult, joint money, taxes, insurance, and death. It's also a house of sexuality. So maybe a newborn uh, fetish or you are more curious of learning about the occult. So you can start studying astrology or reading into psychology and the inner workings of people, Reiki, or you can just analyze your finances and create a budget for yourself and connect deeper with your loved ones. So if you are in a committed relationship, either married or in a partnership, make sure you are spending lots of time and connecting and bonding on a deeper level. Now for Cancer Ascendant Sun or Moon, this energy is now falling in your seventh house. So we have new beginnings around relationship, partnerships, even business partnerships, and it could also be foreign affairs. This is a great time to set intentions around relationships. So whether you are in a marriage or you are single looking to partner and find a partner, you want to start fostering um, what a relationship means to you. What are your values? What is it that you want out of the relationship? How do you see yourself as a communicator and also a partner? And this could also play out for a business partnership. So if you're looking to collaborate, who is it that you want to collaborate with, how, etc. So the Cancer Sun, Moon or Rising is going to have a new renewal in the area of partnerships. Which is also exciting because the next new moons are going to happen above the horizon for you. That means that the next new moon is going to be in Aquarius, which is your 8th house and it goes to Pisces, etc. So these are more of the visible houses for you. So new beginnings until we get to that Cancer new moon when the moon new moons are going to be then activating the lower part of your chart. 
So for the Leo rising sun or moon, the Capricorn energy is activating your sixth house of work, daily routines, health. So it's a great time to get a health checkup if you haven't done so, but you can also be manifesting a new health regime for yourself. So just say that you've been wanting to work out, but you haven't found the flow. So this is a good time to set intentions around that. And also to organize your daily routines. Capricorn rules your sixth house of daily routines and Capricorn requires structure. So if you've been feeling a little bit out of sorts or not being able to get a rhythm on all the tasks you have to do throughout the day, that's because you're not organized. So organize yourself, set new routines because you have an exciting new lunar cycle happening for you when we get to the new moon in Aquarius. From that point on, all the new moons are going to be on the top side of your chart, which is the visible horizon, and you're going to be more visible. So enjoy. And for Virgo, Ascendant, Sun, or Moon, this new moon is happening in your fifth house of love, hobbies, romance, children. A new moon in the fifth house fosters creativity and joy. So you can start dating someone new or looking to do things that you love or maybe even uh, attempt to manifest a child now there is going to be some work to be done because the energy of capricorn does require some type of maturity in everything that you like to do and have fun but you're already used to this energy because you are a virgo rising and the fifth house is ruled by capricorn the new moon in this area just fosters your creativity and allows you to have more fun and more joy in your life so this is a really good transit for you. Have fun with it. And for Libra Ascendant, Sun or Moon, this new moon is happening in your fourth house of home, of security, of ancestors. So this is a good time to just kind of hang around in the house and maybe start cleaning things around, moving some energy around. First, Libras already like a nice and aesthetically looking home, but this is a time where you want to focus more on the home to clear energy so you can welcome new things. If you're looking to moving or uh, trying to purchase a home, then this is a great time for you to set intentions and start doing your research. Where do you want to live? How is your home going to look? This is a good time to make that visual board and envision yourself in that new home or make maybe make a genealogy tree and um, start collecting information in regard to your ancestors, getting to know your ancestors and your roots more, connecting to the self, maybe doing some inner child work and releasing some um, negative either feelings or stuck feelings that are in your heart and um, you are now clearing them out so you can welcome new opportunities and new energy into your life. So this is more of a hidden energy for you a hidden beginning it's going to be very deep deeply felt in the heart but it's necessary for our development right we need to let go of old behaviors and old patterns to welcome new things so 
So do not take this transit for granted. Trust me, it's needed. It's required. Additionally, at last year, you had so many things going on with Saturn and Jupiter being in your fourth house. So now they're moving to your fifth house. But you have time to clear anything or any insecurities that were built up during that time. It's time to let them go and start anew. Enjoy. Now for Scorpio rising, sun or moon, this energy is happening in your third house of communication, commerce, travel, siblings. So this is a great time and also short term certificates or licenses. So this is a good time for you to set intentions on either getting or attaining a new skill or maybe connecting more with your siblings, going out with them or planning a short trip and also expanding your communication. If you are a business owner, then this would be more like uh, changing your marketing strategy and your sales strategy. So it's a great time for fostering new beginnings in this area of the third house. Um, I would also look at cleaning your car. The third house does rule cars. So whenever I have a new moon, in my third house, I do like a deep cleanse of my vehicles or even when um, any of my children have the third house activated, I like to deep cleanse my vehicle so then I can revamp that area of life. So this is a great time for learning and uh, setting intentions to attain more knowledge and transform this area. Remember, Pluto is in your third house, so you might feel a little bit more aggressive in communicating, but he's been there for a while. So him um, being activated by the new moon um, might lead you to just develop a different way. If your old way of communicating is no longer serving you, then revisit that and change it. Enjoy the transit. Now for Sagittarius Ascendant, Sun or Moon, this energy is happening in your second house of resources, of values, of the food that you eat, of your self-love. So this is a great time to set new intentions in regard to maybe attracting more money, also increasing your self-love and uh, changing your values. Maybe you've been wanting to change your habits in regard to the type of food that you eat or go vegetarian. So this is a good time for you to set intentions around that. See what it is that you're eating, what kind of food are, your, are you feeding your body or just develop a new habit around that. In regard to your resources, you can do a, a visual board and visualize yourself having an influx or increase of money, money flowing or even reading about money, uh, doing a budget, things like that and always recommended no matter what cycle it is or transit is a practice of self-love but now it's even more important for you Sagittarius because this energy is happening in your second house of self-love so enjoy this transit think of new beginnings in your value system in your money system and also the food that you are indulging in enjoy and for Capricorn ascendant sun or moon this is happening in your first house so this is a new beginning around the physical body and the physical existence now the ascendant is the first house 
in your soul's path. So whenever we do have any activation to the first house, it's all about the self. You kind of have an opportunity to start working on the self, to start working on what you love, to look at friendships and partnerships and also career. Why? Because any activation to the first impacts all the angles in your chart, thus revamps everything around your chart. So it's a great time to start thinking of what it is that you want to achieve, what it is that you want to change, and also look at the physical body. Is there an area of uh, life that you want to attract more opportunities and set intentions around that? Now, if it's in regard to your physical body, what is it that you want to achieve? Do you want to have a six-pack? Do you want to tone your butt? Whatever it is, set a schedule, set everything in motion, and start working towards it. So enjoy this transit and happy new moon in the first house. And for Aquarius Ascendant, sun or moon the new moon is activating your 12th house of the unconscious so this is a really really good time to take a rest before the new moon happens in your first house in a month right so this is a good time for you to relax reset connect to spirit maybe even create a new habit in regard to your spiritual uh, beliefs and also set in practice a new type of meditation schedule or anything like that. Now, this house is also the house of the unknown, the unconscious. So it's a great time for you to do some inner work in regard to that. Connect with your guides, connect with your angels, or just develop more spirituality around your religion. If you are Christian, then maybe set a new routine around going to uh, church more often, or if you're Jewish, to the synagogue, whatever it is, or if you just want to expand your knowledge in regard to spiritual development, this is a great time to grab that book and start reading it. So enjoy this rest, enjoy this time, because you do have Saturn in the first, you have a lot of activation in the first, so you are going to need to reset so you can then endure all that great activation that's happening in your first house. So this is a very exciting time for you, Aquarius. I... Uh, love the fact that you are going to come out of this period transformed a new person with a new level of consciousness. Enjoy. And for Pisces, Ascendant, Sun or Moon, the Capricorn New Moon is happening in your 11th house of goals, of long-term goals, of networks and friendships. This is a great time to set intentions to um, revamp your goals. What are your long-term goals? This is not a goal like I want a car right now. Maybe um, more like my dream car would be this, right? But in between your dream cars, you're still going to have other vehicles. So this is a good time to really look at what your long-term goals are, whether it is learning something new so it can influence your money and how much you're revenueing in the long term or developing networks networking especially if you're in business this is an awesome house for networking so you want to reach out to other people to organizations collaborate with them this is like the seventh house on a different level on a global level it's also social media so revamp your social media your strategy around that etc 
And on a personal level, it's friendships. So look at the friendships you have. How are you fostering your friendships? And maybe plan a trip with them or time with them. So like that, you guys can connect more and have some fun with your friends. Now, I personally love 11th house activations. I am totally into setting long-term goals and then breaking them down so I can take steps towards them. So this is a great time for you to do that and organize that, especially for the Pisces Ascendant that tends to kind of go with the flow. Don't go with the flow here. Put it down on paper. Write down what it is you want to achieve. How are you going to achieve that? And make sure that this goal is impossible because you have the power to make the impossible possible that this goal is so outreached and so out there that it makes you nervous but at the same time pushes you to achieve it so set forth the steps that you need to achieve great time manifesting Pisces. So thank you so much. That was the prediction for the new moon and all the zodiac signs. If you like this channel, please don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell and comment below. Let me know what your ascendant is and what you plan to do. Again, this is the first new moon of the year. So it is time to set in action all of the Capricornian themes. And don't forget to check out this video on the Moon Void, of course, and how to work with the Moon Void, of course. Thank you. Until next time.